You are listening to Freedom Church STL. If you would like to check out more resources or donate to this ministry, please visit freedomchurchstl.com. Thank you for listening and enjoy this message. Let's just read this. We're going to jump around because I got to kind of build this out so we make sure that we understand what we're talking about. But let's just start in Galatians chapter 5, starting in verse 1. And we'll just read this. It is for freedom that Christ has set us free. Now, I want you to underline that. It is for freedom that Christ has set us free. I want you to notice something about that word freedom. There's an action to it, meaning he set us free for a reason. He set us free for something, and that something is freedom. But the reality of it is, is if we as Americans, let's just be honest, when we filter our freedom through that, if we're not careful, we can filter that word through a very strange place. All right, And it says, it is for freedom that Christ has set us free. Stand firm then and do not let yourselves be burdened again by a yoke of slavery. And we would all champion that, right? We would all be like, yes, I'm not going back. I'm a free man, right? America. And it's this weird dynamic because it's something we champion all the time. And yet I think Christ's definition of what he saved us for, when he says freedom might be a little bit deeper than fireworks and barbecue, right? And getting to choose which store we shop at on a weekly basis and where we spend our money. I think it might be a little bit deeper than that. So let's answer this question first of all. So it says that that Christ set us free from freedom. So let's answer this question. What did he set us free from? Well, I'm glad you asked that. Go to Romans chapter 6. Romans chapter 6, probably one of my favorite chapters of the entire Bible. Do I say that a lot? I probably do. They're all good. They're all good. Man, I haven't read a bad one yet. I've read some tough ones. Never read a bad one yet. But Romans chapter 6, actually that entire chunk of scripture from Romans chapter 4 to Romans chapter 6, man, if you haven't read that, I'm begging you as your pastor and as your friend, go back, dig into that. It's our story. It's our story. And he kind of, and Paul's writing this and he kind of wraps it up. He's going to explain to us what we were set free from. Because you need to know that you've been, as a believer in Christ, set free from something. But not just set free for freedom's sake, meaning you were, he didn't just set you free to just go, woohoo, I'm free, baby. There was some structure to it. And I want you to see this. And let's just pick it up in verse 15. It says this. What then shall we sin because we are not under the law? See, Paul's going to talk that we were set free from the law, meaning we were set free from something that we were bound to, that we had to work at, that we realized, man, we, we can't do this. This isn't making us better. It's just revealing how much worse we are. So he says, what then shall we sin because we are not under the law, but under grace? By no means. Don't you know that when you offer yourself to someone as obedient slaves, you are slaves of that one you obey? Whether you are slaves to sin, which leads to death, or obedience, which leads to righteousness. But thanks be to God. 
that though you used to be, everybody say, I used to be. No, 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 say that again. I used to be. You need to get used to saying that because the enemy, I'll be honest with you, the enemy tries to trick believers into believing that they are still a slave to that sin. Sin might try to come back in, but you are not a slave to it. Meaning it has to, in the old times, before Christ, it came and had dominion over me. Meaning it had authority over me. It controlled me. But now when it shows up and tries to reinforce or, or step back into that dominant role and say, ha you're still a slave to me. No, I'm not. I used to be a slave to you. That's past tense, my friend. I need you to see this. And then it says this, but thanks be to God in verse 17, that though you used to be slaves to sin, you have come to obey from your heart the pattern of teaching that has now claimed your allegiance. You have been set free from sin and have become slaves to what? Righteousness. Jump down to verse 22. But now that you have been set free from sin, and have become slaves of God, the benefit you reap leads to what? Holiness. And the result is what? Eternal life. For the wages of sin, the thing that I used to be bound by, is death. But the gift of God is what? Eternal life in Christ Jesus. So you need to see something here. So what did he do? He set us free from something. We used to be slaves. I used to not be free. I might have felt free. I might have been like, oh, no, those, some of us, it's amazing, too. Some of us, I've heard Christians even talk about this, and it actually makes me sad. When they talk about the days of their sin, and they actually talk about it like the, like the good old days, back when they could just do whatever they wanted. And that, there's that mindset of, like, somehow that was freedom, as if they weren't under bondage, as if they weren't being controlled by something else. Man, you were, trust me, you weren't free back then and now you're not. You were just a slave to something else that led to death. But Jesus said, listen, I've come to set you free from that thing. But here's the thing, I need you to see this. He didn't just set us free like, okay, I was bound to this thing and now I'm free to just do whatever I want. I can just go wherever I want. I can act however I want. I'm just free. Look at me. I, I'm, I'm my own person. I'm finally set free. No, he didn't do that. He freed you from one thing, but he said, now I want to make you a slave to a new structure. You know, let, let's talk about this just for a second. What happened? So when, when America, right, when we finally just said, we've had enough, we've had enough, right? We're done with this, right? The, the British, they got to go, right? We pushed back against them, right? We said, we no longer want to be under that rule. We don't want to be under that law, right? And so we fought, and guess what? We won. I don't want to give it away. I don't know if you know, but we won, it's awesome, all right? We did, hooray! Right, so, so we did this. But you know what we did the second after that? We took, this is so funny. We, yeah, Christians think this is like God, like God saved us from some kind of sin, and now we're just free to do whatever we want. The country that you live in fought against a rule of government that we did not like. 
to just the second it was over and the second we won, they wrote a new government law. Meaning we went from one structure that led to death or what we perceived as death and we wrote a new structure that would lead to life and liberty and justice for all men. What I'm saying is, is you as a believer need to have that kind of same understanding. That Jesus didn't just set you free and, and unbind you from sin just to go and do whatever you wanted to do. No, he said, they're, they're, I'm, I'm releasing you from a government that wants death for you. But I'm binding you to a new government that has rules and plans, regulations, and a structure. But this one leads to life. Are you following me on this? See, this is where we get confused because I, I've seen that. I've seen believers think that Jesus just saved them from death and destruction and now there is no structure. I can just do whatever I want and he blesses everything, everything I want, anything my little heart desires because he saved me from sin, he's good with. No, he didn't. He saved you from death and a slave to sin and he's made you now a slave to a new structure. That leads to life. So everybody say this. I used to be a slave to sin. I'm free now. But I'm now a slave to righteousness. See, freedom, when we kind of have that mindset, when we have that kind of thought process in our head, I'm just free, man. That just means like I can just run wild, right? It's born to me. You know, we get in that mindset, right? We all want to go out and buy a bike, right? Like, can you imagine me on a, it's, it's, it's a funny picture. I just, I just, I'm just not that guy. I just, no, I just, I'd, I'd be this guy, you know what I mean? Just tip over, right? I don't look good in leather, right? It's just not my thing, right? But it's like, we kind of have this mindset. We're just going to do our thing, man. No. No, Jesus saved you from a structure that led to death, but he's linked you now to a new structure, meaning you as a child of God are under structure. You're under a new government with new rules. You didn't get to make them and you didn't write them, but you're now bound to them. And yet somehow that's still freedom. Are you seeing how this is a little bit different than that mindset? Let's keep going with this. Oh, I'm going to make you so happy. Oh, you're going to love me with this. Do you realize that as a child of God or as a created being that you were designed to be under authority? Meaning you as a person. And we don't like that. We're Americans. And he tells me what to do, right? Uh, I, no, 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 no. I get to tell, I, no, 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 no. I, I barbecue this way. I drive this kind of truck, right? I, I do, I cut my lawn not in straight lines, but in diagonal. I do what I want. I'm an American, right? You don't tell me what to do, right? We don't like being told what to do. We push back against that. Yet the Bible says, wait a second, I've saved you from a structure that led to death, and I've put you under another structure. In fact, you, everybody say me. That's right, you, every single one of you were designed to be under authority. Let me prove that. I'm glad you wanted me to do that. You're so excited about that. Because we love to find out that we should be under authority. Oh, we love that. Let's just look at this. Hebrews chapter three, or 13, verse 17. This is talking about uh, believers in the church. And it says this, Obey your leaders and submit to them. Dun, dun, dun. 
right? Submit to your leadership. <laughs> Doesn't that sound self-serving, right? Because I'm in leadership, and so I get to read a passage like that and say you were designed, if you're a part of the body of Christ, you were designed biblically. It's in your DNA to be under authority like he designed it. He Remember the whole ladder thing? He designed the structure of the church. He designed it. Why? Because he said, this is how I want it. This is what's going to honor me. And as a child of God, if you are connected to our body, you should be under authority. You should submit to authority. What does that look like? Because I know some of you are like, no way, man. I'm just here. I'm the customer here. You're the shopkeep. You make me happy. I'm the customer. I'm always right. I'm sorry. That's not what the Bible says. The Bible says whether you like it or not, whether you're in this house or in another house, guess what? The truth of God still goes with you. So if you're mad at me for saying that you should be under authority and be under the authority of leadership, guess what? You're just going to go to another church and that same truth is going to be there. And you're going to just keep jumping and keep jumping and keep jumping because it's what you want. And that's the thing. You were designed to be under authority, not so that somebody could put their thumb on you because there is safety being under authority. Do you know it's amazing to me that, uh, I'll be honest with you, I, I, get, I get nervous and anxious for believers that are outside of the, of the body of Christ, meaning they're outside of a church. Uh, I get concerned when I see people like that. I, I, one of my biggest concerns through this whole COVID thing was people being away from the church and being, not because I, I didn't have a way to speak into their life and tell them what to do. It had nothing to do with that. But I, 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 I could see like, man, when we get out on our own, when the enemy can isolate ourselves to ourselves, man, we get into weird stuff. We do. And you need to be under authority because it's safe to you. Do you understand it is safe for Mike Watts? Yeah, Mike Watts, who is an awesome man. It's safe for Mike to be submitted under authority, that he has opened up his life to be able to have somebody look at him and go, man, I want to talk to you about this. Why? Not so I want to call it out because you're so bad, but I'm seeing something in you that, that, that's leading to death, and, I, and, and you might not see it, but I'm, I'm going to pull you because that's what leadership should do. Not just call it out and then thumb you under, but call it out and then go, brother, let me help you. Let me help you out. But because we've not submitted ourselves to church leadership, the second somebody speaks something into our life, we go, how dare you? I'm the customer here. And we take off. And there's no safety in that. That's the enemy. I'm glad you're so excited about that. Glad you're so, so excited about that. Let me, let me show you else, because if, if you thought, oh, well, that, that, I get that. He just wanted his authority over that. Well, let, let's just say this. In 1 Peter 5, 5, it says this, in the same way, you who are younger, submit yourself to the elders. All of you clothe yourself with humility towards one another because God opposes the proud but shows favor to the humble. For all of us that are younger in this house, you should be submitting yourself to the older and the wiser in this house. Why? Because there is safety here. Because there is safety and good counsel. But here's the problem. We filter that word freedom and independence through I want to do it my way and I have the right to do this, right? And how dare you? Why should I have to submit to anybody? I'm independent. I'm free. There's no safety in that. The Bible is saying, listen, even the young in this house, you should be thankful that there are older and wiser people that can speak life into you. 
that can speak to you and say, hey, man, I've been down that road. You don't have to go down that road to learn that lesson. I've already been there. Learn from me. Man, we don't just submit for submitting's sake to, to have some hierarchy. We submit to authorities in our life for protection and safety. Are you seeing this? Oh, and I'm glad you wanted me to keep going with that. Colossians chapter 3, starting in verse 18 through 22. Wives, oh, let's talk about you women. Wives, submit yourself to your husbands as it's fitting to the Lord. Husbands, love your wives. You're like, wait a second, they didn't say submit there. By the way, husbands, you're called to love as Jesus loved. And you're also called to love and to act as how Jesus acted towards your brides. And by the way, he, was, he put himself under the authority of Father God. So we're still submitting. So wives, you're called to submit. Husbands, you're called to submit. Children, obey your parents and everything for this pleases the Lord. Fathers, don't embitter your children or they will become discouraged. Slaves, obey your earthly masters. That's anybody that's got a job. Slaves, obey your earthly masters in everything and do it not only when their eye is on you and, and to curry their favor, but with sincerity of heart and reverence for the Lord. Why am I saying all this? Why am I building this case? Because we've got to rip out that freedom, kind of that freedom mentality that is, I am my own island. I am unto myself. I am American. I am independent. I can do whatever I want. You weren't designed like that, and that is a ruse of the enemy to get you into a place where you just do your own thing in your own ways, in your own mind. I'm telling you, there's no safety in that. Let's keep going. Are you still with me? Now let's talk about this. Let's talk about that word independence just for a second. When we champion as believers, when we champion our independence, you know what we're really doing? We're just revealing our spirit of rebellion. That's all we're doing. When we champion the fact that, and you, and you push back against authority, or you push back to somebody saying you should submit to something, and you say, I'm an independent man, I'm an independent woman, all you're doing is elevating and showing that rebellious spirit in you. And we've all got it. I'll be honest with you. How many of you have it? I've met you. Raise your hand. No, no, let everybody see it. Some of you are proud, man. You raised your hand quicker than I've ever seen you raise your hand. So you know what? There are people in this room that aren't raising their hand. You know why? Because they're independent, right? And they're rebellious, <laughs> right? Because you can't tell me to raise my hand. How dare you, right? It is amazing. When we, when we as believers, when we champion our independence, we have to be careful that we're not stirring up and, 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 and elevating that rebellious spirit. I, I love this and what the Bible says here. I want you to see this. In, in Romans chapter 8, verse 78, it says this, The mind governed by the flesh is hostile to God. It does not submit to God, uh, God's law, nor can, nor can it do so. Those who are in the realm of the flesh cannot please God. 1 Corinthians 10, 23 and 24 says this, uh, and you don't have to go there, but I'll just read it. It says, I have the right, this is what we say all the time, I have the right to do anything, you say, but not everything is beneficial. I have the right to do anything, but not everything is constructive, child. No one should seek their own good, but the good of others. Guys, listen to me. 
When we champion that spirit of independence, oh, I could do whatever I want. I get to make my own rules. This thing doesn't tell me what to do. It's the roadmap to my life. I find the things that it says that I like, and I'll do those things. But everything else, mm -mm. man, I'm telling you, I am telling you, when your heart, the Bible says it right there, when our mind is governed by the flesh, that independent spirit, it's about me. I know I've been set free from sin, but he set me free to do whatever I want. Man, no, no. When we are bound in our mind and, our, and we are bound in our mind and we say, no, it's about me and what I want, we're hostile towards God. We are literally hostile to the thing that's trying to lead us to life. We have to be careful, child of God, to not champion. It's okay to celebrate the independence of our country, but we have to remember that I was not set free in my independence. I am still bound by him, and that's good. That's good. I want you to look at one last thing with me. Are you still with me? And I want you to see this. So, so why? So, so we got to answer the question, why? So if he set us free, we know, he's, we, know the, the what, we know the what of the question. We know he set us free from sin and, and unrighteousness and bound us to righteousness. But, but we got to answer the question, why? And we got to go back to Galatians chapter 5 and verse 1. And it says this, it is for what? Freedom that Christ set us free. But I'll be honest with you, how many of you think that that's a confusing verse? No, no, I mean, it sounds good, right? Like, it sounds good. Like, we love to read it. Oh, it was for freedom that Christ set us free. And I'm like, yes, amen. What does that mean? What, what is freedom then? If freedom isn't just do whatever I want, be independent about whatever I want to do, then what is the freedom? What is the action? What is the why behind the action of him setting us free? Well, I'm glad you asked that. Because I love how the word teaches the word. In Galatians, let's just move down to verse 13. Chapter 5, verse 13, it says this. You, my brothers and sisters, were called to be free. But do not use your freedom to indulge in the flesh. Rather, here it is, here's the big reveal. What is the freedom? What is the actionable thing of the freedom that Christ saved us for? Serve one another humbly in love. For the entire law is fulfilled in keeping this one command. Love your neighbor as yourself. Guys, listen to me. Guys, listen to me. He set us free. He gave you independence from the sin and the self and the selfishness that he called, that we were bound up in. But he linked us he now said, now make yourself slave to my righteousness. And the action now that comes along with that to show, meaning this is the action of somebody that is free in Christ. The action of the person that is free in Christ is not do whatever I want to do. It's to put other people first. It's to serve others. And we go, oh, thanks, Pastor Chris. Ah, great. Another one of those serve everybody messages. Yeah! That's a big deal. You know why it's a big deal? Because when I was bound in sin, guess who was the first and the only thing that was important? Me. And even if I wanted to serve somebody else, I always did it through motives that were self-serving. 
Follow me on that? God gets no honor in that. God gets no glory in that. But God said, listen, I have set you free. I have unbound you and given you independence from a, right, from a self-righteousness and a self-servingness, and I've unlocked that from you. Why? So you can just run free and be independent and just make up all the rules? No. Now I now need you to submit to authority. I need you to now submit. Why? Because you need to, your design is to show me off. Your design is to reveal me and how, listen to me, guys, a church, a church that is independent, a church that just revels in their own freedom, meaning, and, and Sonia, I'm just an independent woman. Don't you see I got redhead? I can do whatever I want. No, 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 no. Don't, don't encourage that. I've been 25 years of prayer and fasting to keep that thing out. All right, don't you dare encourage that. But if, if our, the whole church is just, oh, you're an individual and you're an individual and you're independent and you're free to do whatever you do and you're free to do whatever you do, God gets no glory in that. He can't. It's impossible. But think about a people. Think about this. But think about a people that were bound in self, that have been set free, that now, because it is not in our nature to want to be under authority. But now, because of Christ setting us free, we submit ourselves to authority. Wives, we're submitting ourselves to our husbands. Husbands, we're submitting ourselves to Christ. Children, we're submitting ourselves to parents. Church members, we're submitting ourselves to the church leadership. That's a picture that the world can't comprehend. Because it doesn't look natural. It doesn't look right. It doesn't make sense. But all of a sudden now, I'm doing this. I, I'm under his authority. I'm under his authority and I'm walking his way. Why? Because I, I now I can serve you. Now I, I, I can put Ryan above myself. Now I can serve Ryan and I can serve Brittany above me. I can do that. And it's going to be confusing to them because they're going to be like, wait a second. He's not getting anything out of this. It's not about him. It's not for him. That doesn't make any sense. That seems weird to people. Have you ever, as a believer, just served somebody and they're just so blown away they don't even get it? Like you just love on them, like genuinely love them. And they just don't understand it because they've had a life of people that have loved them for self-serving reasons. But can you imagine a church that has been set free can you imagine a church that's submitted to authority and then serving others in a way that's just revealing him? Can you imagine what an independence day that would be? What a day of celebrating freedom that would be. Not about a freedom of what I want to do and my wants and my desires, but God, God, in my action of freedom that you've allowed me to do, you get all the glory. You get all the glory the glory. God, I just, I'm so thankful that, that you've made a way for me to actually put others first. Man, God, I wasn't able to do that before, but now because of you, I can see past myself. I can see past myself. I couldn't see past myself before, but now I can see past myself and I can serve others. And if I can do that, they're going to see you and not me. Man, can you imagine a church that could do that? 
Can you imagine a church that, that we're not just, Eric's a person to himself and he's making up his own rules and Mike's a person to himself and he's making up his own rules and, and, and Ryan's making up his own rules and Sonia's making up her own rules. But a people that are just going, man, we've been set free, but we know what freedom looks like biblically. We have bound ourselves to the righteousness of God. We have bound ourselves to a new government and a new structure of rules that leads us to life. And we are doing the action of freedom, which is to serve others. Why? For good, for his name's sake and for him to get all the glory. Wouldn't that be a testimony of the church? Wouldn't that be a testimony? How do you, we control that. That can be our testimony as a church. We can, have, we can be a people that just show him off. But it takes us seeing freedom and independence through the lens of the Bible and the lens of his structure and then us submitting to it. Even though we don't like it, even though we, it rubs us, we find safety in it. We find provision in it. We find, we find our peace in that. Man, it's good. It's a good day of freedom. It's a good day of being independent from that which had us bound. But man, as a child and as a church, I'm begging you as you walk out these doors, know that you are bound to a kingdom that has rules and structures and they are for your good and for his glory. Let's all honor that. Why? So that we're not confusing to the world and that they can see him clearly. Man, what a testimony that would be on this 4th of July. Let's pray. And I hope this helps you. I do. I hope this helps you. I hope that when you hear these words, freedom and independence, that you filter them through this structure and this word. Let me just pray for us. Father, I just thank you. Father, let's just be honest. It's not easy for us to submit. It's not. We fight it all the time, even though it's for our own good. But Father, I just pray in each of our lives, and you're calling each of us in many areas, they're, my submission areas are different than Zach's and Ryan's and Sonia's and Eric's. They're all different, but Father, let us, let us just be settled and know that you are good. And if you're asking us, it's not to just put us under a thumb, but it's for our safety and for your glory. Let's honor that. And let's do this, church. Let's go ahead and get ready to take communion. What a great day to wrap this up and take communion like this today. To be reminded on a day like this of what we follow after Jesus said, do communion, have communion, and when you do this, do this in remembrance of what? Your freedom, your independence? No, do it in remembrance of me. And so as we take this today, let's remember that he was obedient and submissive unto the cross. Think about that. He was obedient and submissive under the cross, and that's the one you follow after. That's the pattern he has set. And as we take the body broken and the blood shed, and we take these elements, be reminded of that. Be reminded that I'm following after one that was not just doing whatever he wanted to do. He was submissive to the authority of the Father. Why? For the glory of God. Let that be our testimony. Let's go ahead and take communion together today. Thank you, Father. 
Can we do this? Can we stand to our feet today? Can I just pray for us as a house? Can we do that? Aren't you thankful that you're a part of this community? I'm glad three people are so thankful that you're a part of this community. That makes me so happy. Let me ask that question one more time. Aren't you glad you're a part of this community? Wow, my goodness. I know you're still struggling with the whole thing of submitting to authority. I know. I know you're still dealing with that. It's all right. It's going to be okay. You're going to make it. It's going to be all right. But let me pray for us. Come on, let's just lift our hands up. Boy, that sign of, that sign of, Father, I'm just submitting to you. Come on, let's just lift our hands. Let's just lift our hands. Father, I just pray that the testimony of this health with our hands raised just symbolizing, showing you that we, we need you. We are not independent of ourselves. Man, when we are left to ourselves, we're in trouble. So, Father, we thank you that we are not abandoned children. Father, we thank you that you have us, that you, you, you got us. But, Father, we recognize that we need you. Father, I pray that the testimony of this house will be a house of submissive people that are doing the action of freedom, that understand that they are a slave to your righteousness, and you get all the glory, Father. Father, well, I just pray that you keep us. Keep us. Protect us. Protect our minds. Protect our hearts as we go through this week, Jesus. Let us reflect you and be a church that shows you off to the world. We thank you for it in Jesus' name. And everybody said, amen, amen, amen. Well, guys, I love you guys. I love you guys. Thanks for joining us. If you would like prayer, you can text Freedom Prayer to 94000 and send us your prayer request. And don't forget to find us on social media at Freedom Church STL. You can also find more info on our website at freedomchurchstl.com.